Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to another NHL draft episode from Hockey Royalty. This time we got Six and Funquist talking about some Swedes. How you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, guys. Thanks for having me uh, again. I should say it's been a while, but I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Very good. Yeah, I think it was right around Christmas time when uh, we yeah. had it last. So I, I remember being far up north in in the northern part of Sweden. It was cold, and I didn't have my podcast equipment with me. That's <laughs> yes, all right. I remember. Right. No, everything's going good. Uh, just after this, going to go get some barbecue. Uh, awesome. Nice, nice uh, 95 degree day here in uh, in Texas. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Awesome. I just came back from the beach and I think yeah, we're, we're touching about 90, 95 maybe. Uh, I can't really, I don't even remember the Celsius to Fahrenheit degrees. I'll actually, uh, I'll Google it. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's been hot as hell here. So, and I'm sitting in my son's bedroom and we have the evening sun blazing down on the window and it's like I'm in, a, I'm in a sauna right now but other than that i'm all good so how many so how many hours of sunlight are you guys getting right now right now well so you guys are up north. It, well I, I actually i live in the su- southern part of sweden but my my in-laws are up north so uh here i, th- I guess sunrise is at around 4 30 a.m and it sets around i don't know 10 30 maybe wow that's yeah. a lot and uh, but it 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 turns quickly now. We we passed midsummer, so it turns pretty quickly. But yeah. up north, where I'm headed uh, in a couple of days, we we'll pretty much get sunlight twenty four seven. Yeah, when I visited Norway for my backpacking through Europe, there was like it was only dark for like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went to yeah. a wedding once with my well then girlfriend now wife, uh, even further north than where we're headed uh, Saturday, and we came back from the wedding at. 2 30 and it was brightest day and mm. at 3 30 the sun you know just disappeared and went straight back up <laughs> so <laughs> just, just pokes on down well yeah. we're here to talk to some talk about some swedes uh get, get some experts in here kings love their swedish players you know adrian <laughs> yeah. bjornfoot uh victor arvidsson etc etc so chances are jacob we'll take one. yeah jacob Mavari. sorry i didn't mean to <laughs> disrespect your your favorite player there um 
So chances are they will take one. Let's start with the later round guys. And, and you know, the guys that uh, the Kings have been doing a decent job at picking, obviously, uh, Matt Roy in the seventh round, Mikey Anderson in the later rounds, getting quality minutes out of some of these late round guys. And uh, Joe, you mentioned a couple names, and we'll start with Oscar Osfland. What do you see in his game, and, and how does, uh, you know, what does he bring to the table? Oscar Osfland, uh, or did you ask Joe? Sorry. No, I asked, yep. I, asked, yeah, asked, I asked you. Yeah, the Swedish expert, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Oscar Asplund is playing in... He's in Hockey Elsvenska. Um, I could see him being, quote-unquote, promoted to the SHL because he did actually play one game in the SHL last season with Rugla, but comp- he's been doing fairly well in Hockey Elsvenska, I got to say. I mean, he's a decent-sized D-man, uh, five foot 11 172 uh, pounds he's listed at or for those of us using the you know normal standards that 100 that's 180 centimeters 78 kilograms so uh to his i think the, the the downsize for him now is actually his his weight and his you know lack of muscle but it, then again he's only 18 years old uh and he's late <clears throat> sorry he's late uh in in the year he's born november 18th so he's pretty young he's just 18.5 years basically and lots of time for him to kind of build up some muscles. And th- that's the thing when you talk about players. I think I mentioned this before, and I know I mentioned it to to Jesse at uh, over at the Alder Kingsman, that when you talk about young guys, especially D-men, it's kind of unfair to to give them a verdict, you know, a final verdict at the age of 18, because there's so much that can happen at the age 22, 23, 24, even later. But Oscar Asplund is a great guy. I think... He's a smart player. He can carry the puck. He can. He can. He's got his stick where it's supposed to be pretty much the entire time, which is something you well at least I would be looking for if I were a team looking for D men for the NHL because the the skates move fast and you kind of want the D men to to know what they're doing defensively, so to speak. Um, he did play a couple of games uh, with with a U20, but I think that was more for you know. I wouldn't say recreational, but getting fit back back into fitness uh, yeah. with Altoona. Um, he played 48 games in Hockey Allsvenskan. Actually, that's also his second season in Hockey Allsvenskan, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is the second tier uh, hockey league in Sweden. We we have a bit of a different system, obviously. Um, I can see him staying in Hockey Allsvenskan, maybe even getting loaned out or even signed by an SHL team. Uh, to this coming season, we have a bit of a weird trans- weird transfer window here, but I think he says he's a solid pick. I would expect him to build, like I said, build up some muscles, getting a bit tougher um, because he's not the biggest of guys, so he might have to use more muscle to, you know, uh, how do you say, um, bulk up. Yeah, bulk up, but you know, to kind of defend his area. Okay. defend his spots especially in front of the net but other than that i think he's a solid demon i i don't expect him to be the next jude Audi or 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 someone like that but you know a solid bottom three maybe or even middle two defenseman i think that's a solid so, kind of solid lookout for him honestly yeah, the kings do have a couple of picks in that kind of in that 80s range if i'm not mistaken and another name that's kind of ranked down there another defenseman uh ludwig jansen um 
he's another one that that is looks like he's in he's in that uh, the second division there in Sweden. Uh, but somebody else that could be a potential option for the Kings as they get a little bit later into that round. Yeah, so he plays with Sedatelia, uh, and I have a well, he's I have a very close friend who's a huge follower of Sedatelia, and he's been praising Ludwig Jansson the, pretty much the entire season. Sedatelia, they're a bit of a roller coaster team in Hockelsenskan and have been for quite some time now, but they're looking to kind of you can kind of call it a rebuild for them as well, um, even though you run the risk of getting relegated down to third tier hockey in Sweden. But Sedatelia have been able to kind of make that flying rebuild, if you will. Uh, and I think with their maturity in terms of players on the roster and also a bit more calmness in the organization, they could turn to their younger players at greater extent throughout the season. We should mention that Jansson did play 47 games uh, during the regular season and also another two games in the relegation battle. But I can see him getting a bit of a more prominent role come this season, actually. And like I said, people are praising him highly inside Italia. That doesn't always mean he'll do very well in the next level or even sure. a couple of levels above Hockelsvenskan because there's a pretty big step going from Hockelsvenskan even to the SHL, not to mention Hockelsvenskan to the AHL, the NHL, and all, so on. So, so uh, But yeah, I kind of like him. I really do. Um, he could be a dark horse. Mm, bit of a bigger guy, not that much, 176 pounds, 6 foot, so pretty much in the same same area there but yeah i i'm finding hard to, to you know kind of use the correct words here but if you're looking for a bit of a project these two guys could be something for the future don't expect them to come in maybe even two or three years from now mm -hmm. oh, okay three years could be fair but yeah mm, yeah long development that's, path. that's something yeah, i would say so We've talked about that with the Kings having such a deep prospect pool that one of the things we talked about on our show just last night was, you know, being more willing to take a risk on some of these guys, particularly in the later rounds, and try to hit that home run, even if they are projects, just because of how deep the system is. So that's interesting to know a couple of uh, blue liners that may be projects, but could be high ceiling. Yeah, and like yeah. you said, the, the Kings are pretty stacked and they're I think we mentioned this before. the The future is pretty bright for LA. I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of enjoying watching it from from afar. And I mean, Ludwig Jansson could be a good fit when you expect the Kings to kind of be, yeah. maybe not in the Tampa Bay, Colorado region. You know, competing for the President's Trophy year in and year out, but you know, fighting for division titles at least and maybe two or three years from now, maybe even sooner for the Kings, but then Ludwig Jansson could be someone making his way into the NHL for sure. Yeah, another skater that a defenseman that I'm looking at, and I know that a lot of Kings or fans are clamoring for size on the left side. Uh, and I, I, Simon Forsmark, final ranking in the European skaters was 33rd, 6'2", um, 191, played for Orbro. Um what do you like about his game? Because it looked point point per point per game in the junior, and then played forty one games in the SHL, which is pretty good for a draft year. I like him a lot. I really do. He's a very smart defenseman. Um, I keep coming back to you know the stick uh, def on the on the defensive side, and he's very smart. He 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 interrupts play or he breaks plays, and he's 
he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care if he's facing a superstar or he, he doesn't care who he's facing. He just removes the guys that needs to be removed in front of his net. And actually, he played, like you said, quite a lot. Only four D-men played more than uh, more games during the regular season than Simon Forsmark in Örebro. We should mention that, I think I mentioned this before, but Örebro were a bit plagued by injuries during the season, which came to benefit Forsmark because other than that, we would have seen him further down the pecking order and we wouldn't have seen his development the way we had. We, we have, actually. And he might have played more junior games than SHL games, but hey, fortune favors uh, someone else at some point. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when, one, when one guy goes down, it's the next man up. And uh, he was the next man at some point and he, you know, he kind of went with it. And I, I really enjoy his season. He was actually one of the... Whenever I watched Erbrew play, I always kept my eye for Forsmark because I, I think he's a very smart player at such a young age. He's a bit of a bigger player, like you said. He's uh, 194 pounds, which is, you know, decent. Um, I, I think he's a dark horse. He could be a gem here. I think he... I think... Yeah, I really, really like him. You mentioned him on the show we had in December. I remember you talking about I him. I did, maybe. Oh, geez, you did. I don't you remember did. what I did no. yesterday. <laughs> so that's <laughs> funny that, that Randall brought that up because I remember you mentioning him on that show. So it's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so the Kings also have – they have uh, in their the second round, they have the 51st uh, overall pick. And there's a couple of players. Now, again, depending on where you look, rankings are all over the place. Yeah. And actually, maybe real quick before we get into the second round Swedes, out of curiosity – would you because there's there's guys that are ranked i look at and we'll touch on them later but like a marco casper he's anywhere from the top 10 to in the 20s how would you rank say your top three really i know this is kind of off the cuff swedes in this draft is casper in that or is he feel a little bit lower down because it seems like the swedes oh. in, in general like a lot of this draft it's all over the place yeah uh for me marco casper is nowhere near i the 15 would be low for Marco Casper, honestly. Uh, I really like his play. I like Jonathan Lekirimäki a lot. Mm -hmm. um, are we talking Swedish nationals? Because that would disqualify Casper. Yeah, would disqualify Casper. I would say those that are playing in Sweden, because I know. Yeah, okay, Casper, fair enough. Austrian. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bit of a uh, very even race between Lekirimäki and, and Marco Casper as the number one guy standing out in Sweden this season. Interesting. But, but I would, I think I might, someone will hang me for this, but I, I think I would prefer Marco Casper because the way he kind of adapts to his new environments, uh, we, I haven't, obviously we haven't seen that with Lekirimäki with him being promoted from, from the, you know, the Ugor new twenties up to the first team, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But Marco Casper has moved countries. He's, when he came, like a couple of months before he came to Sweden, he started to study Swedish so he would make himself more more acclimatized early on in sweden and when i talked to marco um prior to the world juniors i think um he didn't want me to ask any questions in english he always wanted to talk swedish because you know getting familiar with his environment getting to know people getting to yeah getting making making a new home for that matter yeah. and i think I think that tells a lot about his personality and his will to uh, reach his goals. And obviously his goal would be the NHL. I think 
I think when you have a personality like that, it 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 could kind of not beat skill on the ice, but with his, with his skill set, it's a great compliment. And well rounded. Yes, and yeah. that would make me pick Marco Casper as the number okay. one guy standing out in Sweden before Lecker Mackey. So I, yeah, I took us on a little bit of a sidebar there, but I was just no curious about that with the amount of there's there's I mean there is a dozen uh, players that are in Sweden that are projected to go in the top you know hundred and there's a number of them projected to go top thirty. So it's a it's a, in the first round. It's a it's a deep uh, deep draft for uh, those in Sweden. So once again, again I gotta say, um, Sweden has become pretty pretty decent producer of hockey talent yeah, over the past no question. ten years or so. No question. So with the 51st pick, that second round that the Kings have, there's a couple of players that are are right around there. Depending on the ranking you look at, the one I am and Scott Wheeler's got a couple of them there. Kelly Odelius, and apologies for any name butchering that I may do. No worries. Um, and Ludwig Person. So a couple of players right around that range that could be realistic options for the Kings at 51. Um so I'll let you decide which one you want to touch on first, an Odelius or Person, but I think those are a couple of interesting names as well. Um, let's do Odelius first. And if you want me to do the complete Swedish uh, pronunciation, we could be here all night. Well. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Odelius is fine. That's, <laughs> that's how he will be uh, named in the in the U.S. anyway. But it's Odelius. Uh, it's very Stockholm. Uh you might say. He's actually born in Södertälje as well. Uh, we mentioned Södertälje before and he's been playing with their U20. Sorry, U, U um, 16, I think, um, a couple of years back. Um, Odilis only played a couple of games with Jurgården in the SHL this past season and um, Jurgården had a, a rough season. They they're fired. They fired their coach six weeks in or five weeks in or something like that. I can't even remember. Maybe, maybe it was eight weeks, but it, they, they couldn't really come back from it. So they, and they got relegated. And whenever a team is fighting for, to avoid relegation, they cut back on the talents and let the experienced guys kind of play. And that's why we didn't see Odelius play that much in the SHL, to be honest. And um, I think he'll get a prominent role in Hockey Svenskan, mainly because Jurgården are financially, uh, they had to make some financial cutbacks, obviously being relegated, but uh, and that, I mean, it it affects the roster as well. Um, and Odelius could get more more out of his ice time in hockey elsewhere. So we shouldn't read too much into the fact that he went. Oh, he actually, I'm cheating. He only went minus one uh, in the SHL, but he didn't have any points. Not nothing to kind of show for. If we talk in a year. And we look at Kali Odelius stats from Hockey Swans kind of we'll get more of a no on where he is playing against men because he only played seven games and that's his first seven games against men in Sweden. So uh, but he's stand he's I mean he's standing out in the U20s. He's actually too good to be playing in the U20s, I gotta say. I mean, as a D-man scoring 30 points, uh 23 of them being helpers in in the U20s. That's in 42 games, I should say. 43, sorry. Um, that tells you something about his cap uh, capacity as an offensive defenseman. I gotta say, and it, it I'm kind of curious to see a where he'll be played uh, and if he'll get you know the power play ice time, if he'll get top four minutes at some point, if he'll get. Yeah, yeah. Where will he be utilized, kind of thing? And 
judging from his ice time, then I will look at his points and see what he can do, how he can kind of translate his game to play against men this season. But playing against his peers, he's really, really good. And he could be a gem for anyone taking a gander here uh, or making he's, taking flyers. He certainly fits, uh, you know, he's a left shot D, something that the Kings yeah. in their prospect pool is, is the one spot the, that they're looking at. The Kings are loaded on the right shots. Yes, right they shot, are. Okay? Yes, they are. Yeah, a little less so on the left. Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a something to bargain with, I'd say. Anyway. I would agree. Yeah, they they really only have to be Ice Bjornfoot, Kim Nusayanen, and Rivari at this point on the Jeez, left yeah. that yeah. are prospects. Yeah. Huh. So how about that? I mean, and you prospects a loose term when uh, Bjornfoot's already played over a hundred games, but uh, <laughs> don't forget well, we got it. Uh, the, there's Askarov as well over in. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Kursanov and yeah, I knew I was asked rough. So uh, Ludwig is Ludwig is the next one. He's out of Forlunda. Um, 60, 61 points in forty one games in the junior. Uh, he's a left winger, six foot one seventy eight. What do you see from his game? Uh, first of all, um, Forlunda are pretty known for for, for developing talent, and uh, a lot of. A lot of players, sorry, a lot of teams. I gotta say, I should say, are kind of mo- have been modeling their youth programs after Ferlunda, which is why we kind of see the development uh, of Swedish talents on a broader scale. Um, before going to, Lud- I'm gonna get to Ludwig. I'm I'm sorry for a detour here, but we see a lot of P- Swedish teams um, developing their. We have a hockey high school system in Sweden instead of, instead of hockey college. People go to high school playing hockey, or the, the equivalent of high school, I should say, between the age of uh, 16 through 19. And uh, Frölunda were one of the first, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the first organizations in Sweden to kind of set this up. And most of the other clubs now have one. And uh, but Frölunda are, you know, creep of the crop still. G- getting to Ludwig, sorry, that was a bit of a detour, but I like to okay. speak. Um, he's notching up the points in in the junior uh junior league and you know like you said he's had he's had 61 points in 41 games which is nikita kucherov level of hockey um and uh, we've seen talents coming through the junior hockey leagues in sweden doing stuff like that and then failing miserably in the playing against men kind of thing i don't think that's the case for ludwig person I definitely don't because he's pretty well-rounded. He's pretty big, to be honest. Uh, well, not big, but I mean, no, he's a decent sized, and it should be really interesting to see because playing in the SHL, he's only had counting it up. I think a couple of points in thirty or so, twenty or thirty games in total. Um, and then again, being a young guy on a top-tier team, you don't get the ice time you kind of want or maybe even honestly deserves at some point. Um, so he's being loaned out to Beek Karlskoga in Hockey Allsvenskan this coming season, where he should get a prominent role. Uh, fingers crossed for him staying healthy. Um, I kind of like him. I do. I don't expect him to be the next Lucas Raymond, but I think he can use... Because he's a pretty fast skater, and that usually goes very well in the smaller rink if he if they're able to kind of keep the uh, skills on the with the stick up and that's what what i think would benefit ludwig person i think he can kind of t- 
take his game to the next level for a season or two here and then move over and do maybe the AHL, maybe even East Coast for a limited, limited amount of time. But just, you know, getting acquainted with the smaller eyes, I think he can, he can do very well. Would it be fair he to won't. say that he, he's 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 kind of the, the player that you wouldn't be surprised if he ends up turning into a legitimate you know NHL prospect, or yeah. he can, as as he evolves, he could also kind of you know, for lack of a better term, almost kind of flame out and just not make it. There's a little bit of of, of high risk. Either high way, reward. yeah, yeah, the, the, it's a double edged sword. No, that's a bit unfair to kind of say, but you know, it, it could go either way. But I would say he's he can turn out to a pretty decent NHL prospect. Yes. Not superstar, but a decent NHLer if we're lucky. Yeah. So before we get into some of the first rounders, we got a, a live note here from our sponsors at DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk Free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. Your betting options feel endless. You know, and if I'm looking at betting a game today, Dodgers in L.A. are playing Colorado. Urias looks good on the bump. I would take the W for the Dodgers and maybe a home run from Freddie Freeman or a base knock from Jake Lamb uh, coming and getting brought up today for today's game. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So before we get into first-rounders in this draft... We've already taken a first round sweep before, and to be honest, Bjornfield, we talked to mention him a little bit, over 100 games, kind of fizzled out towards the end of the season after the injury, didn't really get much playoff time. From your uh, opinion, 610, like what have you seen from his game, and maybe why is he struggling uh, towards the end of the season? Are you seeing something different than how they drafted him? <clears throat> I think I, I don't, I haven't been reading up on his injuries kind of thing, but l- looking at him play, I wonder if. The, he kind of was hiding something or, you know, playing a bit injured, trying to make things, make it through kind of thing, the the way it goes during playoffs. But I'm still a firm believer in Tobias Bjornfeldt being, being, you know, a long-time NHLer because he's got the skill set to play in the NHL. He's got the the composure, if you will. Uh, he's got the, the calmness to his play. Maybe not always, but... In terms of overall, you know, overall, I say I gotta say I, I think this is a one-off, or maybe you know, for lack of a better term, yeah, a one-off season, and we'll see progress being made in the next couple of years again because he's still a young guy. And from time to time, I didn't watch all the Kings games, although the the time difference is to my benefit here. Um, I like him. I do, but I think he needs to raise his game and keep it on a higher level consistently to kind of keep his place because we've been talking about prospects coming up and the the Kings are pretty stacked, obviously. And they've got another... I mean, if he, could, if he doesn't 
keep his or sorry raises his game to to get it you know a higher a higher lower le lower level lowest level i think he can get uh out comp uh the comp competition will pass him so to speak the one thing that i think we're trying to figure out over these last so he's played you know you could say in parts of a couple of seasons because of the way the couple other seasons were shortened sure. Um, he came up really, really young, teenager when he got into the league. So, you know, he's kind of thrown into the fire a bit. Well, what I think there's a question right now is what exactly is Tobias Bjornfeld? Is he going to be an offensive defenseman? Is he going to be kind of a steady stay at home, but capability of moving pucks? Because he, he does seem calm with the puck. Um, it's just we haven't really seen him kind of take the reins on one sort of style of play, if you will. When he was in Sweden and when he was drafted, what was the type of defenseman that that maybe you would have expected him to be as an NHL player? To be honest, to to kind of start with the this in another direction, if maybe. But I thought he left Sweden too soon um, because he had a great season with Eurogordon. Uh, sorry, I'm failing my computer uh, before leaving. Uh, but I think I was talking about this the other uh, the day with with someone and we were kind of you know because he left at what 17 or maybe just turned 18 or obviously turned 18 but we, we both of us were like yeah but what if if he'd stayed for another year or what if he because he excelled in U, the u20s and he played only seven games in with Eurogordon and I think he he wasn't lured or tricked to go, but I think he chose the adventure too soon, maybe. And if he'd stayed another year in Sweden and played those more consistent minutes uh, with Jurgården, maybe he'd he'd known what kind of a player he was. And uh, but he he had a decent loan stint with. Uh, I think I think I think it all comes down to what does the coaching staff want from Tobias Bjornfeld. Sure. Why? Why are they? Because, yeah, we can kind of go. What do we expect from him? But what do the Kings expect from him? What do they want him to play? Because obviously he's shown he can play pretty much either way. But are they putting him in situ situations that maybe contradicts contradict each other? If if they start him, you know, get him a lot of defensive zone starts. Yeah, and that's and a good. I like that because so when he the Kings lost a couple of very offensive defensemen, right? Yeah. Drew Doughty got hurt, Sean Walker got hurt, and they had talked about how they need other players to to be a little bit more offensive. And Bjornfoot was one of them, and he showed moments, right, Randy? There were spurts mm -hmm. of Bjornfoot jumping up into the play, making really nice passes in the offensive zone, deep in the offensive zone. Like he was in below, he was down below the dots. Like and you just was, wanted to see him bury one of those shots to get some confidence, you know, like or, or to, even just do that, like have that have that in his game maybe a little bit more consistently. Now like like Sixton maybe like you said, maybe there was there's a, a, a tug and pull there with what how much the coaches want him to do that. But it was nice to see him when he showed those flashes. And I think we're just trying to wait and see where he's going to settle in because right now in Los Angeles, there's a, there's a hole right now that, that he is sort of penciled in there as, as the, the number two left defenseman. Um, is he ready for that? It doesn't look like he's shown it so far, but could he evolve into that 
you know, second pair left defenseman. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess that remains to be seen, but he's shown flashes, right? It's just that there's that consistency, which again, he's still so young. Um, so another year in Sweden, that's an interesting note because another year playing in the SHL against men before he comes over may not have been the worst thing in the world for him. I think I think that happens a lot with players, not only from Sweden, but, you know, they get their NHL deal. They get, not for the money, but, you know, they get the acknowledgement that, yeah, their organization believes in me. They want me, want me to come over. And if I don't go now, maybe someone else will take my spot. And uh, I think that's both really cool and i would i mean if someone asked me to do it uh, i'd probably go as well but looking at it from afar and seeing how many maybe not top tier prospects but prospects or yeah possibly each other I, goes too soon too soon yeah. i think i think, I think the, yeah i think i'm looking at it and like the kings have been on this and kings fans have been on this adventure to find a partner for Drew Doughty for forever, right? And, you know, Forbert and Muzzin. And then, so who's going to be the next guy? And when they drafted uh, Bjornfoot and then he played at camp and everything like that, and Doughty was like, yeah, man, he's steady. Like, I could, I like playing with him, this kid. And then, so you get recognition from one of the best defensemen to ever do it. And then you play with him at camp. And I think fans automatically assumed, okay, there's our lefty one right away at 19. And that's a lot of pressure to put on yeah. any kid. Uh, you saw how, how many players, you know, Olimata failed at it, and a lot of people have failed at it to play with Drew Doughty. It's not an easy thing because he kind of is a wild card out there, and you have to really be the 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 stalwart on the other end of the ice. And it's it could have been too much for a nineteen year old. I wonder how much being drafted by the Kings played into that because they were kind of coming out of you know they they weren't a team that was they were just getting ready to start this kind of rebuild process. So I wonder if it was a team that had a little bit more of established you know, back end in a blue line that they would have said, they would have recommended stay in Sweden. Right. And, and we'll, so I wonder how much that plays into it, but wasn't we'll he, wasn't he the pick that we got for Muzzin? He might've been. No, what? No, what was it? I think no. so. it wasn't. What was it? I'd have to look that up, but I think it was. And like, sometimes when you have that instant draft, when you trade away a, a left shot and you draft a left shot, there it was, it was for Muzzin. Uh, really? Such, yeah. So oh it's God. it's such that pressure, like because you're automatically assuming that they're going to take over that spot right away. Like that's what oh we got rid of this guy and we drafted this guy for exactly for that reason. I think there's a lot of pressure with that. You mentioned Drew Doughty, um, and the thing is, Drew Doughty throughout the season, or actually when Drew Doughty was injured, I remember him praising Tobias Tobias Bjornfoot again in terms of play, in terms of his uh, capability to kind of fill the void for Drew Doughty himself, which also, you know, can add pressure. Sure. But in terms of what the Kings want to do with Tobias Bjornfoot, if the coaching staff and the management, you know, sets up a plan for Bjornfoot, hopefully they'll involve Drew Doughty because, like you said, he's, he can do it all. And if Drew Doughty gives Tobias Bjornfoot more pointers as to, yeah, you're, let's say he's, they want him to be the offensive defenseman. Yeah, Drew Doughty can do that. He can he can give the pointers that Tobias Bjornfoot needs to kind of elevate his game. So, if they have a plan for Jude, uh, sorry for, for Tobias Bjornfoot, hopefully Doughty as well is involved because that that for me that would be a no fail situation. Let's get into the first round uh, picks here for nineteen. Some players that might be there, and we just been talking for left shot D all day, and we'll start with a huge one. 
Uh, Leon Bichel ranked final ranking is nine on European skaters. Defenseman 6'6", 225, big boy, uh, plays for Lexkind. What do you see in his game? I'm, I'm seeing nastiness all over the over the Twitter sphere. Is that the case? Uh, nasty sometimes. Physical always. Uh, also a great skater, and he kind of joins the joins the rush when he gets you know the opportunity. But he's a smart guy. Um, actually, he's one of my favorite prospects coming out of Sweden this season. And uh, the thing is, he can do. I'm not saying he's the next Drew Doughty or he's the next P.K. Subban or Victor Hedman, but he's a bit of a Victor Hedman. I mean, the guy's a giant. He can kill you. He can actually fire a slap shot. That is a howitzer. And also, he's very calm. And I really like his style of play. And the thing is, he doesn't really seem to care. He just goes out there and plays his game. And, uh, it, well, this works. I'll do this. And, oh, that's a guy. I'll, I'll annihilate him and take the puck and move on. He doesn't really, you know, obviously he thinks, but he's in the moment, and I kind of like that. And he's, like you said, he's a big guy. He actually averaged just below 12 minutes a game this past season, which is, I mean, that's really good for someone making his first full season abroad. Obviously, he's from not from Sweden, but, yeah, I like him. I, I, there's something to it that makes me go, this is a standout player and i think you need to kind of watch him play for a couple of games to kind of because watching him you know a couple of shifts it might be nothing he might even you might not even see him or actually take notice but when you watch him play through through one game two games five games you see a pattern of him how he moves what he does and there's something there there's something really interesting here i you know so depending on where you look and, and as an example the two different writers at the athletic that do the prospects there's Corey prodman and there's scott wheeler there is vastly different rankings for for liam and i, I i'm curious to, to if you have any as to inclination as to why that may be so i think prodman has him at 15 wheeler has him all the way down at 51 and there doesn't seem to be any glaring issues like you generally see a guy that this is this big and maybe you wonder about you know how well does he move around the ice but that doesn't seem to be a big weakness of his like you mentioned he's a, he's actually not a bad skater um but there seems to be a pretty big gap across the board and as randon mentioned yeah. he's in the top 10 in terms of european skaters so um there's a wide i gap. don't know sorry no, I'm just gonna say. Obviously, you didn't write the ranking, so you would. But just curious if you've heard anything as to you know the talk around him, uh, pros and or cons. Um, I haven't. I, I I read that Scott Wheeler had. Uh, I'm not flaming Scott Wheeler. I like his his writing. I really do. But that's a weird ranking because it's really low compared to pretty much anyone else. Yeah. And um, I haven't heard anything that we you know would for would for me would qualify him as anything else than a first rounder honestly so what you're saying if he does slip to 51 and wheeler's rankings right where yeah. that that would be a steal hello yes <laughs> it would no but i mean okay maybe early second round but no he, he's too good to be anything below that honestly he's because he's got it all you don't see 
you see big guys making the NHL nowadays as well, but you don't see those big guys being that fast of a skater, especially not on the D. Yeah. So there's something there, and you know, that's weird, honestly. You know, the interesting. I, I listened to what uh, on you know to give a shout out to all the Kings men. I listened to you on there talk about him, and you said that uh, the the takeaways in Sweden are only or hits are only was it hits that are only considered hits if you take away the puck. Yeah. Right. And so he averaged over a hit per was it a hit per, per game? Pretty much. He, I think he, where had, he took uh, where he took a puck away from a, a player, and with yeah. only twelve minutes of ice time, that seems like he's he has a knack for it. I think he had 20, 28 in 29 games or something, so just below one per game maybe, but that's still really good. And though, like I said, like we said, he, that doesn't you know count for all the hits he kind of threw mm-hmm. or all the times he threw his body around. So, yeah. So the next guy I want to talk about, uh, eighth on the final ranking for European skaters off of NHL.com um, out of Stockholm playing for Drew Garden is Liam Ogren. Um, what, uh, left winger, uh you have him at 6'1 201 so a little bit bigger body what does he bring to the table skating is really good uh he's, I, I think but the thing that kind of stands out is his vision his ability to place the puck where no one else kind of sees uh not in terms of maybe shots but in terms of passing um i think he like you said he's ranked pretty high so he, he's not a diamond in the rough player at all but i think he can still surprise people and like with all the Eurogordon players Eurogordon have a great bunch of players able for this draft or eligible for this draft we we should see them excel yeah i would d- not demand but i would hope them excel in this coming season in hockey elsewhere come because that's what i kind of expect from Eurogordon, and that's what we should expect pretty much from this high level prospects coming out of the the hockey factory over there but in terms of his play yeah his vision um he's he's obviously too good to play the u20s and uh, so he needs to transition his play to play against men on a consistent basis to to kind of get the attention he deserves i guess but i don't think he, he'll have a problem in doing so as well so give him a season or two in hockey and, and or the shl and he'll be ready to play bottom six minutes in the uh, in the uh, sorry, yeah bottom six minutes in the NHL I think because he's really interesting. He I mean he's destroying his own uh, <coughs> age group. I mean almost two points per game in the juniors. And so does do let me just ask you a general question about yeah. the Swedish with the regular uh, the you know being demoted. Um, when teams get demoted like that, you said obviously there's less money. There, it's a lower level league. Do they often go for a younger team and a cheaper team because they have to, and they just play the prospects because you know that's what's better for them? Or like, how does that normally work for those teams? Uh, it it really it 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 varies from from team to team because um, the 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 uh, their their own money comes into play quite a lot. But just as a comparison, I think. The Swedish SH in the SHL, the teams get around give or take a 3.8 million dollars per team in TV revenue. And in the in the Hockelsenskan, I think it's around two hundred thousand dollars. So that's a bit of a difference in terms with most of them, you know, the money being plowed into rosters. That that kind of makes the teams choose other paths, but 
comparing you, Gordon, and last year, uh, HV71 were relegated, and they're now back. They had a lot of money in the bank and stuff like that, so they can, could kind of put together... They kind of brought in players being, you know, bottom-tier SHL players to play in Hockey Allsvenskan, and they kind of walked through pretty much uh, the season, and they're now back. I don't think Jurgen will go down that route kind of, you know, thoroughly because they don't have the money that HV71 had. And just looking at the roster early on, yeah, we'll see a lot of younger players making making their way into the, the roster here, especially actually on uh, from goalie, actually from the goalie on out. So we'll see we'll see a lot of local guys. And I think that's the thing you can kind of relate to. Or sorry, we can use as a takeaway. Maybe, yeah, you, you'll see younger guys, but you also see more local guys, guys that's been playing with the team or in the city before to kind of, you know, with the heart in the right place, so to speak, coming back for to their boyhood team and trying to bring them back to to the SHL or yeah the top tier level but Jurgen will for sure use their younger guys more Malmo did so a couple of years back and it worked really well and uh yeah so I would expect Jurgen and we'll see Liam Ergen we probably won't see Lekker Mackey I think he'll he'll leave but we'll see a lot of the younger guys Odelius uh like like that being getting prominent roles in Jurgen a player I want to to just jump to now that is probably one of, is becoming maybe one of my favorite players in the draft, and I'm probably going to get my hopes up only for him to be selected ahead of us. But you actually turned us on to him in back in December on our podcast. You you were talking very highly of Marco Casper, um, and this is a player that he seems just extremely well rounded. He plays both ends of the ice. He can play the middle. He can play the wing smart player patient on the puck like is is there any ne- negative to this kid's game he seems he seems just like such a solid nhl prospect um that i am really itching to, that, that we had a uh, had a show the other day that, that i hope that he we had a selections on who we thought or who we hoped to fall and he was the one i hoped falls out of that top 10 top 15 and slips to 19 as marco casper um how was his season this year awesome I love him. I really do. He's. I don't see anything negative in his game. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, when the play transitions the other way, but that's easily worked on. So no, he's uh, he's a superstar in the making. He really is. I don't think it, we were. I had mentioned Lucas Raymond before. Mm-hmm. That's the Swedish Lucas Raymond this season, or the SHL's equivalent. Yeah. He's. The one thing I would like to see, honestly, is him is him taking faceoffs more, because he hasn't been doing so in the past season. He they he's listed as he's listed as a center, but he played a lot of wing, because okay. Rogler were kind of stacked up the middle. So that's one thing, but you rarely see young guys taking faceoffs in the SHL, actually. So that's that's maybe the one thing. Uh, We've seen him play uh, a lot of minutes on the wing, and he's been doing so very well. And uh, but I, I, I don't expect him to be failing or not being up to standards playing in the center down the line in the NHL or in the SHL or wherever he goes. He's a he's a superstar in the making, and he's got every tool to to succeed. He Certainly is. You expect him for to go sure. before nineteen. Oh, sorry. You cut out. I didn't. I didn't hear you. 
fair to say that you would expect him to go before the 19 pick. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he'll drop the, uh, lower than maybe 15th. I don't really, I, I hope for your, for you guys, yeah. I really hope, <laughs> but, but uh, I don't think so. As far as, as far as him, I mean, how you think one year more in, in, in Sweden and then maybe AHL, <laughs> is he that close to being ready or? Yeah. And it depends on the organization drafting him. Um, the Kings could afford him to play him in the SHL for a couple of years, maybe. Um, let's say I'm trying to find a good uh, example in the in the NHL. So a team like maybe Nashville, um, a team that they kind of think they're good, but they're not. Sort of thing. Um, no offense, Nashville. I really like you, but 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 you know they're they're on a bit of a downward trajectory, and they could use some young young talents coming in to kind of save the save the day, so to speak. They could probably take Marco Casper and put him in the NHL tomorrow. Especially if they're losing. Oh, well, it looks like they're going to be losing Phil Forsberg. So, it's, it's, hey, is he coming to the Kings as well? Hey, fingers crossed, Sixton. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I, I, I said to Jesse, if he's coming, I'm coming. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, the we'll the see. boys are back in town with him and, and Arvidsson. Arvidsson, yeah. Friends. We're the two best friends that anyone can have. <laughs> um, man, it's been a great talking to you. Uh, all these prospects. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to ask you to make a pick because I know who it is. It's Marco Casper at 19 if you could pick anybody. Uh, but if I, I don't appreciate- pick him, I'll, I'll, make, I'll say force mark. So force okay. mark in the in the third round, second yeah, round, third or round? late, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Yeah, we're, we're, what are the chances the Kings would trade up in the first round? Trade so trade nineteen to move up. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's. I, I'd be surprised if that happened. We did talk about on our recent show just last night that that will they trade the pick outright for really a player right for for oh. immediate help. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that happens. I think I'd be surprised if they traded. I know they did that a lot last year, right? They, they traded. Moved up, they tra- moved up every pick last year. They moved up every pick. So I guess, you know, they did it a lot last year. So maybe it shouldn't be too much of a surprise if they did decide to do that. But my guess is they will either keep the pick or trade it for immediate help. I don't know that yeah, they'll yeah. move up. Well, they, they sat with Brent Clark, so excuse me. But right. all the all the later round picks, they moved up to consolidated all their picks into four. Because you know you can only sign so many players, so True. I could see them doing that too. You know, moving up from the with a lot of their later picks to get an earlier second round guy, an earlier third round guy, yeah. and go out and nab the guys that they want. Before we do let you go, Sixton, I definitely I want you. to get your opinion because you left us last in December with a nugget about a potential star for next year's draft in Leo Carlson. Yes, how has Leo Carlson's season kind of gone so far? What have you seen from him? He started off really, really well. He, I think he scored. I, I, I'm sorry, I gotta cheat this, but I can tell <laughs> you, we, I have it something for you guys as well, actually. Before, okay. While I'm actually typing, um, there's, I, I mentioned it to you, Joe, but I don't, don't think I mentioned the the exact number. Among the defensemen playing at least 70 games in the NHL this past season, Tobias Bjornfoot had the lowest amount of penalty minutes. You did do mention you know that, and, and and I'm trying to think. Do you do either of you? Do you six in or do you Randy, think that that's 
a good thing or a bad thing? And I, and I know that sounds weird, but it, 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 I know you, what you're getting at here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like that, that's yeah, part of where yeah. we're at with him. Like could he, could he toughen up? Is that what he's, he's saying? Yeah. He, he's not at least maybe that hints that maybe he isn't as physically engaged. Maybe that's a little unfair, but also if he's not going to take any penalties, you would hope he's that much better at getting up the ice, moving pucks up the ice, moving play, but we haven't really exactly. seen that either. So which one is he? That's an interesting, I did not know that. He had six penalty minutes. Wow. We should mention, actually, because I'm looking looking at it now, Jacob Slavin had 10, Nate Schmidt had 10, Anton Strollman had 12, and then another couple of guys had 12. So, I mean, the, so I'm Jacob glad you Slavin. mentioned Slavin. Yes, because so Jacob Slavin, though, he doesn't take any penalties, which is really rare for a defenseman that plays those type of minutes. But, boy, is he a fluid skater and moves yes. the puck, right? So if Bjornfoot was of that ilk of, of, of not taking penalties, but really involved in the play puck mover, great skater. Hey, I then not taking penalties. You don't have to touch anybody for all I care. Um, <laughs> but we're trying to find out like what, where he slots. And I'm that's, that's an interesting statistic. Yeah. I know Jeff Merrick of, of Sportsnet uh, mentioned a couple of years back that he wanted, I think it was Sam Girard back then because Sam Girard had very low amount of penalty minutes in the season and still you know came away the, with a puck played the game mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. he he wanted to this wanted sam gerard to get the lady Bing. yeah and i i think i Remember think that. it's i think it's underrated for a defenseman playing that like jacob slavin maybe tobias bernford but i'm actually trying to look up how many hits bernford had and i can't really find it right now well while you're doing that slavin because slavin also plays against other teams' top players, yeah, and, and the exactly. fact that that he is able to be that effective without taking penalties. I mean, again, not to say that that him and Bjornfoot are, are are the same type of player, but um, I I would like to see Bjornfoot if he's going to be that. You know, and again, I hate to say that he's not engaged physically or anything like that, but much more in an offensive-minded role. If he's if he's if, if that's how it's going to play out. Tobias Bjornfurt had 61 hits in 70 games. That's, I mean, that's not bad. Not nothing. But, but it's not a lot. I mean, it's, well, it's okay. But, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like it's not throwing his body around. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something there. He's an enigma. <laughs> he sure <laughs> is. Leo Carlson. We were talking about Leo Carlson. I completely forgot to look it up What I was looking up. Sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. But I remember him. I mean... Really young, right? Like a 15-year-old? He was 16 making his debut. But the thing is, Erbro went on a bit of a roller coaster this past season. Like I said, they were played by injury, and it was you know noticeable throughout the lineup. And you shouldn't really expect too much out of a 16-year-old heading into the SHL. <laughs> heading into the SHL. But Leo Carlson has something. He has a lot of... I don't think... I don't think he ended the season he expected or anyone else expected he would, given his start. But I don't read, I do not read anything into that because he's so young. And I still expect him to be possible top five pick, maybe top three next season, maybe actually top two. Um, because he's so versatile. He, I think it's too early to go deep on his skill set because we should evaluate that after this coming season 
because I expect him to play a lot more. But it's him and Mitch Kov next season, right? Matvey, and Connor Bedard as well. And Connor Bedard, yeah. <clears throat> and those are the three clear-cut top three guys. And two of them have been playing and practicing in Sweden, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I would say that that uh, that uh, Leo Carlson has something that we don't see every day, and his season would be. I think he he passed, if you will, m not with flying colors, but I wouldn't expect him to. But there's something there, and I really I'm gonna keep an eye out this coming season a lot for Leo Carlson. Uh, as a fan, actually, because I'm no longer working with the SHL, so we'll see what happens. Nice, get a, get a watch it for for enjoyment instead of uh, yeah, exactly, notes, right, exactly. And actually, well, I'm still working for the NHL, so uh, we'll see. All right, six. Well, thank you so much for coming on, uh, fans out there. Um, find all of our articles at hockeyroyalty.com. You can find all the Twitter handles uh, floating across the bottom uh, at hockey underscore royalty at Randall Commando twenty four at JW Paterino and at Funquist. Uh, pleasure having you on, talking some Swedes. Hopefully, we add a few more so that way. And then if Forsberg comes out, you know we got to have a beer together when you guys. When oh you, yeah, when for you sure. Get to <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna divulge anything, but there might be a good chance I'm coming to Adelaide, the the LA area anyway. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Well, again, thank, thanks again, Sixton. Always a blast. Thank, thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. Enjoy the draft. Take care. Enjoy your barbecue now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>